So up next on the You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet podcast, we have a couple who are doing something really, really special. This is the first, actually, couple, in fact, that I've had on together on the podcast. So I'm very excited to chat to them. They have something coming up that is a first for Northern Ireland. It is something that's going to be promoting some deadly music. And I am very excited for them to tell me all about it, for me to pick their brains. It is the lovely Siobhan and David, also known as D. Guys, what's the crack? Yeah, hey, Jack, thanks for having us on. <laughs> hey, Jack. I, I, I'm I'm good. I hope you are good. It is, you know, as I said, thank you very much for giving me your time because I know you are both incredibly busy. So we'll, I'll ask the questions. I'll call on you each so, everybody, so we can hear everybody properly. And because, of course, with the wonders of technology, we're doing this over Zoom, although I would rather be in a studio chatting to you, but we, you know, I digress. <laughs> so... Let me see. We're going to go to Siobhan first for this question, right? Where And it's going to be pretty much the same question to you both, okay? So where did your love of just music in general start from? Because I feel that a lot of people who, who like music, everybody likes music, but people who really like music, like ourselves and and so many other people who I've had on the podcast or who listen to the podcast, you know, um, have had their parent, you know, play them tunes or a friend or at school or an aunt or an uncle or, but where did your love begin? My love began in the church. Okay. So um, I come from a very musical family uh, where singing was a normal, natural part of everyday life. Um, I harmonized from the age of like, probably somebody told me I was singing from a, the age of five okay and um yeah i i always harmonized always sang with my friends from a very very young age Mm. and um it's it's very much in the dna of black culture yeah we we are really quite a musical people and well definitely i am so if i hear music anywhere including adverts I, I i hear the music and the groove in an advert I hear the little, the little, little bits in between, you know, mm. little doodles and little pips and the taps, and I love all of that. So, yeah, that's that's where it really started for me. So you started really young, David. What about yourself? Was there a record that somebody put on for you? Do you were you do you sing yourself? What's your story? Well, I don't sing. I'm, I know I was a member of a choir for a number of years. Um, <laughs> and, I don't know if you would count that as singing. I did learn to sing in the choir. Okay. So I can hear parts and I can sing parts mm. as long as they're within my range. But I wouldn't class myself as a singer by any stretch of the imagination. Um, my mu- interest in music started with my auntie. Um, my auntie was a massive Beatles fan. Like yes. absolutely Love huge, passionate and she was a member of the club and she had all of their little um, magazines. She had the singles. And through her, I inherited, when I was still very young, I got a little dance set record player. Right. And I remember you be able to stack all the 45s on it. Okay. And it would just play one forty-five after another. I'm not that old, David. Sorry. Hold on a minute here. I know I look old. <laughs> you know, you can see well, the crow's feet, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I am that old. I suppose I'm getting my age away. But yeah, I would have had uh, The Who, The Kinks, Small Faces, mm. Rolling Stones, Beatles, uh, The Birds, all of bands like that. And that is where my love of sort of sixties music is still still with me. Um and and that's where it came from. Am I right in saying that when when you two came together that David, you were able to so Siobhan such a massive collection of records because you're you're a collector and obviously a music fan, as you say it, is that correct? Well, not when we came together. When we came together, I had like a massive tape collection. Right. I remember, because uh, I couldn't bring my records over to when we met in uni. Okay. So I had my tape collection up in uni and I had my ghetto blaster up in my room. This was the days before Wi-Fi and streaming. So everything you had had to be on tape if uh-huh. it was to be portable before CDs, everything. And I remember coming into my room and, and looking at my CDs or my tapes going, uh, nope, 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 nope. Hmm, I might be interested in that. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the education, um, certainly Siobhan has, has educated me hmm. in music and my musical test tastes, but I do think Siobhan too has broadened her musical tastes as a result of that. I even got her at one stage listening to Led Zeppelin and going, "Oh, I quite like that song." Love it. <laughs> and was so was it the music that attracted to him, Siobhan, or was it was it, it was you my know, good looks? I was, was going to say it was the good looks. That's it. It's golden it locks or something. <laughs> no, there was no locks. Even then, there was no locks. But it was definitely the looks and I think my charming personality. Shiv, can I answer for you, Shiv? <laughs> Clearly, clearly you can. <laughs> no, it, no, it wasn't his music. It wasn't his music. It was, it was my chicken. It was my cooking. Oh, my days, his chicken. <laughs> For the purpose of the tape, Siobhan saying this chicken wasn't good. <laughs> oh, dude, listen, there was still hair on that chicken. <laughs> what? I was offering it to me. I was just like, what? <laughs> After that, I had to, you know, introduce him to what real cooking was. So, mm. I'm not talking about food. Uh, no, it wasn't <laughs> his music that attracted me me to him, but um, he definitely has broadened my musical taste. It's, mm. it's quite interesting. And the whole Led Zeppelin. I used to say to him, "Why do you love that? I want to kill myself." Music. <laughs> and some of, um, but yeah, the Led Zeppelin. There's a particularly um, great track on the in in through the outdoor led zeppelin mm. album so good um, in the rain, it's called rain, yeah such a good such a good track um yeah and my my music take is pace is quite broad anyway i mean i am a, a soul soul gospel head but um, mm. my music taste goes to everything from classic to classic to rock maybe even slight heavy rock but i don't really oh. go I'm not really into and you know any you know anything harder than that. Okay. <laughs> well, am I right in saying that a while ago, um, for fundraising purposes to raise money for your friend's daughter, I think it was, um, you put an arrangement together, um, for Nina Simone's um I wish you knew how it would feel to be free. And obviously, you're a massive fan of Nina. I mean, who isn't? I mean, you just have to, you know, I mean, the first, when she opens her mouth and sings the first few few words. So that's obviously, that was done through your choir. Is that correct? 
Yeah, do you know, that was a beautiful moment. Um, I have a choir, the Kaja Community Choir, uh-huh. which, which my husband failed to tell you is where he really learned to sing. Okay. It's all, it's all piecing together. <laughs> um, and he's got a beautiful voice. But um, my choir, um, they're an a cappella choir, community choir mm-hmm. with mixed abilities. Some people have never sung before. And um, during lockdown, I became 50. What? 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 <laughs> Seriously? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I became 50 during lockdown. And obviously, weren't going to do that much. Of course. And my choir surprised me by secretly learning this song without me, right? Without me. I'd say that was pretty hard because I would imagine you're somebody that's like, you know, on the ball and, you know. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> David's nodding away like, yes, <laughs> without a doubt, yes, Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good crack, Jack. It was, it took, it took a lot longer than it normally would have taken with Siobhan on board and there was a, I wouldn't say there was fists, <laughs> but, you know, we, there was a few people that nearly came to blows mm. in the power struggle that ensued to lead the choir through this <laughs> song, you know. But it was it was very moving because one one they surprised me. So what was happening was um, we would have had choir every week on a on a on a Tuesday, uh-huh. and or on a Wednesday, I think it was at that time. And then because of lockdown, obviously we couldn't. But then when not lockdown started to ease, they started to go out on a Wednesday. He said, like, "I'm going out." I go, "Where are you going?" You're like, mm, sorry, is there somebody else here I should be worried about here? You know, David, putting a tracker on him, thinking, hold on a minute here. <laughs> you know, don't ask, don't ask. Anyway, what was happening was he was secretly meeting the choir to learn this song. And then they surprised me. Uh, they took me out for dinner mm. and, uh, with my family. And then they were all in the restaurant to surprise me. And uh, that was brilliant. And so it was obviously a great surprise to have them all and then they said we're going to sing your song and I'm like hey and then they all stood up and they sang in three-part harmony I actually did start crying it was very very moving Uh and then they picked that song because um of what was happening at the time as well the Black Lives Matter and things of course uh they knew the struggle and they knew how much it had impacted me Mm. so yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. And so they sang that song. And then, um, but prior to that, we had been learning it to raise money for my best friend's daughter who has scoliosis. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we used it to raise money as a, as a choir as well. Yeah. D- David, I must say you are the romantic, my friend. I, sh- I should really take a few leaps out of your book because that, that's pretty up there. Like, do you know what I mean? That's that, that. <laughs> I've been called many things, Jack, but romantic wouldn't be one of them. <laughs> that was his one moment of romance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. That was the romance cup filled for fifth for the next fifty years. So <laughs> there, there's something. There's something that's coming. You know, the OJ has talked about telling folks in Russia and China about a love train, but I want you two to tell me now about the soul train. I wanted to tell me. What it is, where did the idea spring from? Why it's important? Because 
I think we're all gonna. Siobhan's like, I, I'm, I'm going first. I'm going first. Mimi. First of all, first of all, we have to sing. People all over the world, joy, joy come on, out of love, love, Has to be done, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. So, Dee, you, I'll let Dee kick off first. I just, I'm just getting over the shock of Jack's voice. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can so, see, I can see the lies on your face, my friend. No, yeah. honestly, honestly, <laughs> I guarantee you, by the end of this conversation, you will be tapped up to join the Cardi Community Choir. It's happening uh, already. It's already. <laughs> I'll say no comment to that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off. That's the. That's what I say. No comment. <laughs> So, yeah, we'd started, uh, this has been going on for a long time. I think it's been in the back of Siobhan's mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it goes back to when we first came back here from from uni, when we finished uh, working or studying, we came back to, to live here. Uh-huh. And we both got jobs here. And um, there was nothing really to do in terms of the music that we liked, um, we wanted to listen to. Um, so... Um, around 2012, I think Siobhan set up her own band, uh, which did Northern Soul, Soul, Funk, um, and that was really that came out of her desire as an artist to, um, create and to to create a night, I think, uh, or a, a, um, an experience for people to come out and sample. And feel what she loved about music, mm-hmm. and so we 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 kept on with that, but we always felt that there was something in the background, something there that else that we needed to do, and I guess it crystallized when we were at the uh, Love Supreme Festival, which is the Europe's biggest jazz festival. Um, we were there last year, and. We were watching and just looking at all of these tens of thousands of people, all different colours, ages. And we realised that the one thing that cuts across all the differences in people mm. is music. Yeah. And we thought, well, we live in, even even today, we still live in a very divided community. At that time, we would no government or anything because probably of those divisions. Yeah. And, and we said... Why don't we, and all of a sudden it just became crystal clear, um, why don't we try to set up a festival that will bring this kind of music and this kind of joy? Um, and we'll also have a communal input as well. So it's really about, that was really, in my mind, That's I guess that's my my perspective on it, how, how I saw it coming coming together but Siobhan probably has another another view yeah well I mean it, it's it's very much that but and also about this just the fact that you know there was none of there was no music of black origin for us to enjoy as Dee mm. said and <clears throat> I was talking to someone else um, earlier on the, in the week about this and I moved here to Northern Ireland in 19 19- 1991 uh-huh. and there was no musical black origin then mm. and I spent many years coming from London and singing all the time to come here and not sing like literally I didn't sing for 
years, like years in the way that I would have sang, you know, in my church background. And, and so I did a few choirs and things uh, when I was at church. Um, it wasn't quite the same, but mm-hmm. when we wanted to go out, there wasn't anything to, to listen to. And then in 2012, as Dee said, I started Manuka Honey. That's pretty much 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. We started Manuka Honey and and now fast forward to 2023 and there still isn't a soul scene here. That's mad. That's mad to me, you know, because soul music is so popular. Like it's it's the DNA of so many of our lives. Yeah. So many people love it. it. You can barely vouch that you will go into the shops and it will be piping over the some some PA system. Mm. Yet, so I wonder, you know, like why does it take so long for soul music to become part of the fabric in a city? In why a city? is it not? I just want to jump in just to ask on that. Why is like why like why is it a, is it that we're so is it because of all the, the troubles and different things in the way Northern Ireland is? Or is it because people, there's a fear from artists and people who can't sing and enjoy singing soul music that, you know, it won't be appreciated or it won't be heard? Is that, is it? Is it all of the above, none of the above? For me, if I can just jump in and answer that quickly, I think there's an element of fear mm-hmm. for, uh, I guess, for cultural appropriation. Yeah, okay. In the sense where maybe artists, there's a particular way to play the music and to sing the music. Mm-hmm. And maybe people are are afraid to adopt that and bring that into their into their own sounds. Okay. Because they're afraid that they might get criticized for, you know, um, oh gosh, look at that. That's neo soul. You know, you can't you you need to be black to be neo soul okay. artists or something like that. And part of what we want to do, apart from the um the actual day itself, is really to start creating that scene and say, yes, look, it's okay. You're from here. You love the music. Mm. Here's how we expose you to the people who can really uh, teach you what Mm. it means and what it's like to play this music, how to play this music, the attitude that you have to play, have when you play the music, because soul, uh, jazz, funk is all about attitude. So it is. And I think over here, Siobhan and I were talking about it and We've mentioned this before. Um, artists here, if you're a musician, if you want to be a musician, you basically take every gig that comes your way. And so one day you could be playing a wedding mm-hmm. and you could play in country. You could be playing uh, blues. You could be the next day. You could be playing pop music. And so you become a master of, of all of these or you're learning your trade and all of these, but jazz and soul and funk require a different aesthetic, a different ear, a different way of playing and a different way of approaching the music. And if you take what you've learned from jamming all of those different sounds 
and apply it to soul music, it loses its soul. So it does. And so it's about, it's about, I guess it's about creating a scene where people want to really get involved in black culture. And it's okay if you're white or Indian or wherever, wow. it doesn't really matter. You know, it is about that whole, we love the music. Um, we all love the music and I, my experience, black people are very, very uh, supportive of other cultures, appreciating and playing mm. and wanting to play their music and listen to their music. Yeah. So, I mean, you said why, again, just building on what Dave's saying, why, why has it, why, why has it taken so long? I, I would agree that there's maybe a bit a bit of fear, but having said that, you know, there are people who have been playing soul or their version of soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, from personal perspective, I might yeah. not always call it soul. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but it's it's the it's it's soul to 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 them. Mm. And I think it's just this is just about going deeper somebody has to it's, it's a cultural thing right yeah so why hasn't somebody taken it on because possibly they don't really you know they may be fearful of saying i am from the mobo culture the musical black origin culture mm-hmm. especially if if you know you're not black so um i think that's that that that's the only thing i can think of mm-hmm. um why it hasn't why it hasn't happened before now um you know i know people have been thinking about it but i suppose it just takes somebody it takes that you know that person who has it really close to their heart it doesn't mm. have to be a black person obviously d you know we represent what soul is all about two cultures coming together yeah um and we i wouldn't have done this unless d was on board you know we both but we both happened to feel the same way about it at the same time after going to Love Supreme. It was just, it was just like, Love Supreme was so amazing, so wonderful, so joyful that we just looked at each other and just went, we have to do this. Yeah. We have to do this. The, the, the joy that you get from this is, is too, it's too big to just walk, go back home and not do anything about it. You know, and I'd been doing a little bit of it with Manuka Honey. Mm-hmm. So I'd experienced a, a very small part of what we felt in um, in Love Supreme, but mm. to have that on a on a bigger scale, this is what we need. Well, you know, you, you say about playing it. You also host a show on BBC Radio Ulster, and I do a little bit of contribution work with Vinnie and Kate some evenings. Um, and you know, everybody in there is lovely, and they're, and they're great people. But how does it feel to be able to bring the music that, you know, you think is ex- is exactly what you want to share? You know, it's, it's your soul show. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's it's I think it's absolutely brilliant because I think that sometimes, and you've both said it, that um, across Northern Ireland, there's so ma- there's a melting pot of different cultures, different perspectives. There's so many different things going on. And sometimes people don't know where to look for it. Sometimes people are scared to go for it or scared to even push it forward themselves if they have a genuine natural interest. So are you enjoying the radio show 
what's the crack there? Um, how's it going? The radio show is pretty amazing. Like, I mean, mm. I was not, I was not expecting that. Um, it's great fun. It's a huge learning curve. Um, and I'm getting more and more comfortable with it with every series. And it is amazing to be able to bring uh, the music that is a part of my DNA to to Northern Ireland and introduce people to to, to songs that they maybe wouldn't have considered before. Um, I know uh, being in the Manuka Honey Band, when we first started, people were looking for the very generic, very magical type of soul. Mm. But fortunately, and um, because Dee is my DJ in all of my Manuka Honey gigs, between us, we've been slowly introducing people to um, more... Uh, the other sides of soul, yeah, you know, the variety. So the soul show has been absolutely fantastic. I've really, really, enjoyed, I, I am enjoying it, and we're now currently in the fifth, fifth series. So, yeah, people are in, people are loving it. So it's great. Brilliant, more power to you because as a radio nerd myself, I'm like, when I can just get these specialist shows anywhere, I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, I just sort of jump in and like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, look, before we go into the quick fire questions, before I asked you to do all the usual socials and promotions, um, was it hard to pull together very briefly, you know, for either years or both years, to pull this whole thing together, to pull a festival like of this magnitude with so many artists um, and obviously promotion stuff? Because I, I know some things like that in terms of what I do on a daily basis for my own work. But like, was it hard? Is it tiring? Are you tired? Probably. Um, I could. Getting the artists was the easy part. Yeah. What Siobhan has been doing um, and what the team have been doing, and I, I haven't been as much a part of this, is the, the promotion of it Yeah, is definitely the thing that just, it's such hard work. You know, mm. it really is. Um, and I think that's, yes, about 90% of it. The, the getting the, the, the artists, which I thought was going to be difficult, that was the that was the easiest thing. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a, a really great team of, of volunteers around us, um, and they've been amazing, but it's a hard job with mm. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm punctured. Um, because at the end of the day, D and I are doing this independently without any major sponsors, so um everything is on us. And uh, and so there's that with that comes a certain amount of pressure. So we are very reliant on people coming through those doors and buying those tickets to make this work. And we are just we are literally just doing this for the community. And um, when but when it gets you know when it's like this is like these people come through the door because we can't afford this. <laughs> you know what I mean. But, you know, we know that there are people out there that love soul and we just really want them to make sure the word gets out and that they know that that something like this is going to be on their doorsteps because trust me, it is really going to be a super special day. I can't, I just, I know that in my bones, despite all the fears of will will people come through the door? Of course. It's going to be amazing in Northern Ireland to just have Act after act after act of soul, 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 soul. And you're like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Look, guys, I am incredibly excited for you. I want to, very quickly, 
uh, before I let you go because we have six minutes left. So we're going to go quick fire here. Now, I ask everybody who comes on the show the same questions. Um, and I'll, I'll call you. So I'll call on you each to give me an answer. Okay. Um, and then, and then we do the social media stuff, where to get the tickets, where it's going to be at, timings, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? I'm a pint of Guinness. Why? Because Americans are curious when they meet me and people pretend to like me for the Instagram. So we're going to go to, we're going to go, <laughs> we're going, I'm going to go on you to, we're going to go ladies first. We'll go Siobhan first. Siobhan, if you were a drink, anything at all, what would you be? A gin and tonic. And why would you be a gin and tonic, Siobhan? Because it, I taste good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go for it. David, what would you be? Oh, I, do you know what? I'd be, um, I'd be Jamaican sorrel. What's that? It's a like it's a Christmas drink we make um from the hibiscus uh plant and it's very, very deep red. Right. Okay. Um, I'm it's this is the first time somebody has told me a drink I've never tried before. So uh, that's sorrel. next on the list. That's I'll next. make you some. Yeah. I'll make you some. Definitely, Del- Del- I'll hold you that. <laughs> Now I now want to change my choice because that's a good one. Okay, okay, cool. I'll let you I'll let you choose. I'll I'll let you choose. Go on. I'd be someone as well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be ginger. Siobhan would be ginger beer. Jamaican ginger beer because she's hot stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Do you see? <laughs> and He's a charmer, Siobhan. <laughs> okay, so if you had a superpower, we're going to stay with you, David, for this one. If you had a superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? If I had a superpower, oh gosh. Do you know what? I'd love to fly. Yeah. If uh, I could I only know. fly. I don't know why. I do know for since I've a kid, I've always dreamt of being able to fly, and sometimes I'll have dreams where I'm actually literally flying. Okay. Or hovering, and um, I've always thought that just would be really cool. The only thing is, I hate heights, and I think probably if I could fly, it would help me overcome my fear of heights. Fair. So yeah, the Iron Man, bit of Superman. I don't know if uh, what I would do with it. Uh, maybe I could swoop down and help people and pluck them from desperate situations or something like that of course fair play well i like that i like that i like that do you know what i mean if you could if you could was it is it willie nelson who wrote if i could only fly great chain probably i don't know anyway um we're going to siobhan are we going to come to you next for a superpower if you had a superpower what would it be what would you do with that i would be um i'm gonna be all soft and mushy i'd be like i'd just be love Oh, fair. Okay. Oh, I love that one. I love that one. I got that. That's very cute. It's very cute of you. You know. Um. So I'm gonna ask, and so we're gonna we're gonna jump straight through. If you, I'm gonna stay with you, Siobhan. What's your hangover go to? If you've had too many of the ginger beers or that delicious Jamaican drink that David was talking about, and you've had too many, what's your go to? Is it eat no food at all? Is it continue on drinking? Is it um, you know, your your own homemade something? Is it something out of uh, fast food? What is it? Well, you see, I don't get drunk. Oh well, sorry. I did read this before that you that you uh, you 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 don't take too many of a tipple. That's actually correct. Okay. Well, then we'll ask you. What's your favorite food? What's your go-to favorite food? Oh, um, a Jamaican dish. Um, okay. rice and peas. Rice and peas. I, <laughs> I couldn't. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to actually, I think I'm just going to call to your house someday, guys. I'm going to have to taste this delicious juice. I'm going to have oh, to yeah. taste this delicious dish. David, what, what about you? Do you have a favorite food or a favorite hangover cure, I suppose? Uh, favorite hangover cure? No, I'm a bit like Siobhan. I don't drink that much, but mm. occasionally I would find myself of a morning feeling a bit worse for wear. Okay. In which case, I usually, uh, a bit of fresh air, um, yes. lots of water. And no, I I tend to go the opposite. I wouldn't eat. I would tend to um, sort of try and fast for the day and just drink lots of food. So that would be me. But if you ask me what my favorite food was, it would be Siobhan's chicken and rice. (laughs) <laughs> okay I, i'm calling over for this chicken and rice and peas of course um so guys look before the timer is against us here um one is the two is whoever wishes to take this where can the tickets be found what dates it on when's this brilliant soul train happening 17th of february mandela hall one o'clock till 12 a.m tickets www.soultrainfestival.com or via the Mandela website, or via Eventbrite. Go on, answer. Concessions as well. Mm. If you've student, you can get a concession. Fantastic, fantastic. Go on ahead, Savon. Show again. Show it on. And if you, if you message us, we'll we'll do your we'll do your deal. We deal. We side hustle, guys. You are absolute legends. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much. Thanks very much for having us, Jack. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, great crack.